All right. So, Nick, you're here. The JFL 42 series continues. Yes, and uh, thank you for hooking that up, and thank yeah. you to Jackie from the JFL publicity team. Yeah, JFL 42 was so fun. So fun. Did she hook this up? No, she hooked the She didn't Kindler hook one. up this intro. Uh, no, you know what? Weinbach was all me, actually. Yes, yeah. this is uh, our podcast with Brent Weinbach, comedian Brent Weinbach. Comedian and we Brent did it at Weinbach. the uh, JFL headquarters downtown Toronto. and the, the JFL Theater. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Pantages Hotel. And the Pantages Hotel and the JFL people, the production people there, were very accommodating to us. Yeah, we it was kind great. of bum rushed the this uh, boardroom. This, this was so hard to to make work. This interview. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> you're bringing up some really cold ass memories for me. Because <laughs> you basically took me when I'm when I'm, I bullied you into doing this. Interview, yeah, because when I not have in a it, bad way. No, but it, it, when I've got it on my schedule that I'm not doing anything for the evening. For you to get me out of my my uh, my hovel there, yeah, and to have it not line up and everything's late and delayed, that'll get me here's, really pissed. Here's the deal, and that's what happened. Here's, I do apologize for 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 my lateness. I think it resulted in a profitable Instagram post on your part. <laughs> well, I was waiting for you in the hotel lobby of the Pantages. Long, and- long story short, but to to set this up is that you know uh, you. Uh, this JFL 42, it was sort of a bunch of newer comics. Not newer, but maybe people you weren't totally familiar with. Is that fair to say? Yeah, Sarah Silverman, Mark Marin, no, Colin I'm Quinn, Aziz Ansari. I'm talking about the second part of it, which was more like Sean Patton, Gerard Carmichael, Brent, you know. This is like you. This is like someone... Like, All great comics. That's like someone going... Oh. You haven't heard of this like Italian hardcore straight edge right, band? Right, exactly. They're all like they're one people seven I know, inch. you know, and they're people who are who do well. But you really would have to follow a podcast and be like pretty immersed in comedy nerdery to be totally aware of these but you, amazing you, comics. Yes, but yeah. you you threw his name out and you were yeah. very adamant about it. And I said, okay, yeah. I trust you. I trust you. Mm-hmm. So we should do this guy. I did my own little research and I said, wow, this guy's completely hilarious, very completely funny. up my alley. Yeah. And you kept insisting that the two of us would get along. Yeah. However. When the right. two of you finally pulled up from the club to the hotel to, mm-hmm. to meet me and to do the podcast, I was in such a shitty ass fucking mood. We were about and I had a twenty five minutes late. I had a he- yes, and yeah. I had a headache that was verging on a migraine because <laughs> I hadn't eaten, <laughs> right. and uh, so that was me. Because we were like, maybe we'll be able to eat, which we were certainly not able to do no. on this. The, this and uh... so what? What no one heard on the mic. Uh, was the greeting that I gave Brent and uh, Brett and you? Did Brent? you say F you, Brent. Brent? It was a pretty much like fuck you, Nick, and <laughs> hey, you too, guy, whoever you are. Um, so you will hear it on the uh, podcast once I had calmed down, set up my mics, and uh, kind of did an internal dialogue and just said to my calm myself down and said, "You are being an asshole." <laughs> To be fair, Chill the in, fuck in, out. in this circumstance where Brent was leaving the next day, it was the last day of the festival. Uh, we'd done, I'd opened for him a seven o'clock show and was going to open an 11 o'clock show. You, you, you were not free in the day. We were supposed to meet up at the Pantages Theater. What wound up happening was the seven o'clock show ran a little bit long. Then he wound up dealing with like fans, which was weird and amazing. Guys coming up to him, you know, for like autographs and stuff, probably. Because he's been on Conan, you know, because he's weird sickos. Who Which need is great autographs. for him and great for you. And I'm glad you guys are hanging out it's not together. Not excusable. And, no, but listen, yeah. you, you guys were, you know, left to the 
to the traffic of a what was it Friday or Saturday in downtown mm-hmm. Toronto, and that's crazy. And you know, I, I I have to check myself every now and then when I lose my temper for no reason and and on people for 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 actually absolutely no fault of theirs. I thought we were going to argue, and now you're now you're uh, you're you're actually yeah I know you're, you're like apologetic. You're bullshit. having a moment. This isn't how it's I was not, thinking it was going to go. So mad. I was, yeah. <laughs> well, you will hear it, and and you know I, I feel bad. I uh, you know it's but. But, but, but it's you admitting that you feel bad that's like kind of cooling my fire right now. And well, I feel bad, but part of me is also like, I'm just glad that the interview happened at all because I knew it would be good. Well, dude, and if then it, if it was the, pretty good. You yeah, know? exactly. So if the interview like, sucked, this yeah. would never be because Brent happening. Brent is so funny and so uh, unique in comedy, and he's really. Uh, you know, he's just he, he talks about it. He's really committed. Like there's no there's no raised eyebrow or anything going on except except there is because he's like a comedian, you know, and right, there's right, always right. an element of that. But it's like I just I've always really liked his stuff and he's he's always gotten better and I actually think he's gonna wind up being um guess getting more popular probably as a comic. Yeah, and for someone who didn't know him until I met him, yeah. um I think he was he was a great guy. Yeah, and yeah, I think if we had spent more time together, him and I, yeah, we would have gotten along even more. Maybe started and, a band. Well, I don't really, I'm not really too into the music that he likes. Yeah, he although, plays like Tin Pan Alley kind of songs. Well, you know, his his album The Night Shift has like a lot of songs on it. His second album, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a he's really musical. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, he's. He's sort of a, a pretty gifted mimic, you know? Like, he's he's really... And then, of course, his podcast. His podcast, I am addicted to it. Have I have been to listen admit, to it? Yes, ever since the interview. That's great. I am addicted. His Brent Weinbach's podcast is amazing. He does these mixtapes. He does these discussions. And it's only about... 8 and 16-bit video, video game, game music. Yeah, so it's and you know you will hear it on this podcast episode just how into it he is. I oh mean, yeah, and that was really that was really the meat of the podcast. And once thank you know, God because I really <laughs> wanted to get into it. Seriously, I mean yeah. we can do a discussion about comedy with comedians. It's about as boring as talking about music with musicians. That's true. It's you don't need. It's like to be honest with you, I was really interested in his podcast, and it, we ran out of time because you guys had to get to your second gig of the night. Yeah, and you guys accommodated me very well. And I, I have to say, what originally started off with me saying "fuck you" is mm. now me saying "thank you for the podcast" because this is <laughs> one of the most interesting ones we've done. Wow, this is this is a milestone. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for doing this podcast. Oh, <laughs> so here it is: the podcast episode with Brent Weinbach. Thank I want you, Brent. Thank you, Brent, and thank you, Nick, for setting this up. This is a very interesting one. You can listen to Brent Weinbach's podcast. Just do a search on The Legacy Music Hour, and there you will you will be immersed in the world of video game music. Oh, and check out his website and the videos on the website. He makes a lot of videos, and I don't know if he has lately, but his videos are crazy. They're mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. There's a very not-safe-for-work one called Ultimate Drumming Techniques that... Uh, Just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Check okay, here we go. You're catching me at a time where uh, I'm 
I lack food. Oh yeah. I'm I'm a little irritable due to oh, really? uh, the lateness of the uh, podcast start. It was oh, hard to. It was hard I have to, to nail. get that out of the way. I mean, I I, I feel like I've made a, a very bad first impression. I said eight forty five, no, but you know the thing about it, it was right. We're jamming it in between shows here, and it was just like Brent had a, a deluge of fans appear at the end of the show. Didn't well, that happen? You know, this is uh, it's like some real. It's like an action. Sp- kind of spontaneous moments kind of situation going on right now just one thing to the next you know oh, show podcast another show don't feel like you have another to apologize podcast. it's all Maybe. on nick it's all oh, on really? me apparently oh. yeah because flanagan over here is trying to set us up <laughs> yeah it's like these guys are a good combo brent just discovered my mother was jewish today and you're half jewish yeah my dad's jewish yeah you're like uh you're like another rob schneider yeah, the, and there's actually a few other lesser-known comedians that are also half. Well, actually, I don't know if they're half Jewish. I don't like whether it, whether it's in music or comedians or the whole kings of comedy thing, the whole grouping of comedians v- via race, uh, right. ethnicity, even well, like more than even race. I really, yeah. really kind of eschew that. I, well, know? here's the thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't like it either. However. I'm down to like make money off of it if I can. You know what I mean? And I'm I respect that. Like I I I don't like I don't because I don't I don't actually identify with race really at all. I identify with other things. To me, what really makes my frame of reference is growing up in the '80s and in Los Angeles, basically. You know, and just basically actually what really what I identify with the most is TV in the 80s because I watched a lot of TV in the 80s I know exactly what so you mean that's I mean, like my identity really and that's my frame of reference and when I make references to to TV stuff from the 80s that's I can connect to people on that level okay so let's say that you because I know the logic you're talking about and you probably use it the same way in like the 70s right Dingo, like or the 60s 50s 80s as well you <laughs> fucker <laughs> anyway I could do one name impressions or impressions of at least three different 80s shows. I used to do based that. on one, just one character's name in the whole show. Can I can I do that with one thing? Do it, I, hit it. I used to always be like Willie. Oh, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Bye. I had some other ones too. Yeah. I had uh, you know, so Mr. Beverly like Wesley. That's that one. And then there's Punky Brewster is like Punky. <laughs> it's kind of almost the same one, you know. <laughs> um, and then then there's it's like and James. with um and then with the the Cosby Show, kind of similar, like Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's kind of similar. It's the same idea. Well, okay. Punk, this is when when, he, when the guy wants to be emotional, though. He goes like this: "Punky, I love you. <laughs> Punky, right. I love you. Punky, I love you. Punky, I love you." And then you'd also have Wesley, I love you. You can't have that as and much with that. You also game. have like Rudy, I love you. Ru- Rudy, I love you. Do you think that that was like a meaningful thing in the eighties that there was this whole thing where like. Oh, like British. Let's slide British people into an American family. I don't. Well, actually, that guy's not. I don't think he's British. The, the dad on Punky Brewster. I think he was. I think he's Hungarian or something like oh, that, weird. or something. He's some European. His name is George gotta, Gaines. I got to admit, I'd never watched that show. He also well, played Commandant Lazard in uh, Police Academy. Yeah, he was yeah, the he was, the, he was oh, the, the main guy. Well, I know in that Police guy. Academy. He's yeah. the guy in Police. The main the the captain or whatever. Right, right. Police Academy. Okay. Leslie, before Leslie Nielsen. He was like sort of in that role. And okay, uh, yeah. that was like he was kind of a bumble, bum, bumbling kind of, kind of absent-minded yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. head of police, right. basically. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't whatever on the show, but the theme song to that that show is one of the best TV Amazing. show theme songs. Every, can you sing them? Because I can sing a I'll lot sing of it them. With you, it goes, Brett. Well, okay, the start it starts with like, 
I don't know the lyrics actually. Every well, no, time. But, but, but before that, there's the good kind of there's this good breakdown that goes like. And then every time I turn around, it's a good song. It's actually a really good song. Do you like TV show theme songs? I do. I love them. I was in a car with a guy. Which ones do you like? I don't know. Like I draw a blank until you bring a show up, and then I can. I go mean, for another it. really good one is the Hogan family, otherwise known as Valerie's family. Yeah, that oh, was a yeah, theme yeah, that, that was right. way better than the show because the show was oh, like yeah, yeah. not hot. Jason Bateman was on the show. Show was I great. Know. Anything Jason Bateman did uh, was great. It's your move. You remember that show? I do. I remember that. That was Love a short show. show, right? He was Two young seasons. on it, though, right? Yes. Yeah, Two he seasons. was like a kid And that was that. his breakout show from yeah. Silver Spoons. Remember right. That oh, yeah, show? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. that's a good song, too. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, Silver Spoons is two good. Two of us yeah. face to face, a couple it's of like, Silver Spoons. Together. Hoping to find we're two of a kind. Making it work, making it work together. <laughs> what about Welcome we're Back, we're Cotter? We're find yeah, our way. Yeah, that's a good one. Welcome Back, Cotter. And then there's the guitar riff that's so good. It's got that 80s guitar riff that's just like that's so good that guitar with Aaron Gray who didn't have a crush on her uh, by the way welcome back Cotter is that really an 80s show it's a 70s show that's I guess. a 70s yeah, buddy. show sorry who but is I know, throwing I know me under the bus <laughs> for 70s shows you're the one bringing them up I, I, know, I was going to bring up another one. Oh, did you say welcome back Cotter yeah oh that's yeah that's that's a I know the theme song. Yeah. I, you know. Mash, yeah. Mash always was a fan. Good of theme song. Good fan. Never a Mash fan. But the song is better than the whole show. The thing is, is when that show was on, I I saw it and it was. Army, you know, it was military stuff, and I just thought, oh, this looks boring. But I heard it was a really good show, and I feel like I should should go back and watch it though. Um, I love Three's uh, Company, and that I, was a I, '70s yeah, and '80s I, show. I, I, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's both. That was a crossover. I feel yeah. that you don't <laughs> yeah, that like it. Feel. I like that show. Oh, okay. I love I that love show. It. That show was so that if you it's so late '70s, early '80s, which I that's my favorite time period. I feel like that's like when I brought up the '70s shows. There is that. Crossover point, the yeah, ones yeah, that crossover. Seventies, well, the, the late seventies are similar to the, the early eighties, and actually, the show that taxi epitomizes—I'm like just going to say—that oh. show epitomizes that is Taxi. Yeah. And my favorite theme, actually, my actually probably my favorite song of all time is the Taxi theme song, because it to me is just that is like what I want my aesthetic to be like, or that's my aesthetic that I I connect to the most. Well, taxi, like, a, like, a, a a cool jive kind, kind of, of like. Guy. A, <laughs> Kind of like a, a yeah late seventies early eighties like kind of jazz cat. kind of mellow jazz fusion right. situation or whatever. What about the actual show Taxi? Like, do you want to good? Do you consider yourself like a combination of all of the characters of Taxi and one man? No, just Tony Danza. Just Tony Danza. <laughs> wow, that's brave. <laughs> Not Lloyd. I'm no, more no of a Lloyd. Judd Hirsch kind of oh, guy yeah, in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm probably Tony Danza. If <laughs> when, I, when I was younger, I used to I'm like think a Mary, I'm more of a Mary Lou, Mary Lou Henner out, on the outside, yeah. but then a Tony Danza on the inside. <laughs> yeah, you can. I'm a Judd Hirsch on the inside, <laughs> but um, um, DeVito. DeVito. DeVito on the outside. I'm a Jeff Conaway inside, outside, all the way <laughs> till death. <laughs> I'm going to die. I'm Off like, stage, on stage, <laughs> Jeff Conaway. I'm like DeVito in the butt. You know, but I'm like, you know, Andy Kaufman in the dick. So can, can we make a segue? Okay, so can we make a segue? Because yeah, I think yeah, you know where on. I'm going with this. Oh, the whole it. Kaufman thing. Oh, okay. Um, you've won a Kaufman award. award? The what Andy is that? Kaufman award. What is that? In, like, so is that like a every, Grammy? 
Yeah, yeah, it's the Grammys of comedy, basically. <laughs> um, it's a one award show in an award. Is it the Casbys of comedy? The Casbys is That's the a Canadian, Canadian one. Uh, yeah. No, it's the Cosbys. It's the Bill Cosbys. Rudy! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Bill Cosbys. Rudy! Rudy, I have an award for you! Bill Cosby calls you Rudy on stage. It's an honor. It's an honor. It was an honor to be called Rudy by Cosby right. himself. Right. So he goes, so uh, every year, they've been doing it since, I think, 2004, I think, so maybe about 10 years. Um, every no no maybe even before that 2003 maybe but um, every year I, I can't remember because I remember I, I submitted for it the first year they did it and that was maybe around 2003 but um, every year they recognize a, a comedian who they feel is doing comedy in, in sort of the spirit of Andy Kaufman or who's uh, they the, the Kaufman estate I'm sorry oh um, wow so okay. his family oh, and his, his ex-manager okay. and uh, right, George that? Shapiro George Shapiro okay, yeah right, right. Who was actually portrayed by Danny DeVito in the Holy the movie? Jeez. You know? um, so people submit to it, and then they narrow it down to eight finalists, and they have those eight finalists perform at a show where the Kaufman people will watch those performers, and as well as the, uh, the his manager and some other people associated with Kaufman, and then they they decide on someone who they'll. The award to for that. What, what is the uh, what is the award based on? Like what what are the criteria well, that you have to meet? I I, meet, I I think my interpretation of it is, uh, I guess wrestle po- women or something? playing. Yeah, right. Um, playing with I think playing with expectation. I mean, I think this is like well, as, as far as okay. The reason I think I won the the award mm-hmm. or the, what I think it, that I do is similar to Kaufman mm-hmm. is playing with expectation. And also commitment, you know, like com- committing fully to yeah. to a bit or to an act out that where you don't wink to the audience that you're joking, mm-hmm. you know, like that that kind of commitment I think is is a Kaufman quality, and I think also playing with audience expectation of of you know what the, what they expect mm-hmm. of you visually, and then what comes out of your mouth, and you know the so I think expectation, I think that's what I do. That that I think that was the criteria. That, it's, it's rare. That, you know, okay, yeah. so you won the award in two thousand and two thousand seven. Seven, uh, I think. Yeah, and and uh, I think it was maybe it was two thousand eight. Okay. I kind of forgot actually, but two thousand seven. I think it was two thousand seven. I think. Okay, yeah. and uh, what and, happened? Uh, nothing much, to be honest. I mean, just I got a couple gigs out of it, but I mean, you know, it's I mean, just I, prestige. Obviously. Yeah, prestige. I mean, I, I, even though not a lot came out of it, I, it was a highlight for me, definitely. Right. You know, and, um, you know, Coppin's not even. He wasn't even that big of an influence. I, I actually I do think his level of commitment did influence me because when I watched him when I was a kid, I saw him on shows and stuff, and just thought he was. It was cool that he didn't seem like he was joking, you know. Like to me, that was made, made his act really cool awesome. to watch, you yeah. know. And, and and to me, that made it funnier too. That it was not he wasn't he never called attention to that he was joking. So um, I thought that was cool, and that, that, I think that rubbed off on me too. But you know, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, so but it was definitely like an honor. Yeah, definitely. I, I was very. I'm, I'm I'm still proud of it. Yeah. When it comes to your podcast, your own podcast. Oh yeah, that's yeah. That's, um, that's a very specific. specific podcast. That. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's just that's just for me, basically. I mean, kind of, and the people who want to listen to people it. People listen know? to it. So it's probably. a base. It's a podcast based on video game music. Yeah, from the eight bit and sixteen bit era. Me, but so mainly like about eighty five to ninety five, basically. Like twenty. Commodore 64. We're talking Not, gen- no, that's more computer stuff. You really want the Genesis Super Nintendo because they no, really even were no, and Nintendo too. But I mean, Commodore 64 is kind of more like 
that's well, that's computer stuff. That's computer games, and there is kind of a difference between video game music and computer game music, you know. Um, and well, especially with Commodore that's 64, because well, Commodore 64 was all Western composers, and the console, the video game consoles had, you know, a lot more Jap- Japanese. I started stuff, caring you know? about video game music with, uh, I think for Sega Genesis, uh, Streets of Rage 2 came out, and right. all of the video game magazines were just freaking out about this soundtrack. The name of the of the guy who made the soundtrack is very famous, you know? Like, I don't know his name. But, Mizuka uh, Shiro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, <laughs> and There's so, another composer that did it with him, though, too. What, what happened when you started to play these video games and listen to the music? What, well, what was the moment where you're like, I love this? Well, until I was like 14, I... The only video game music I—I I mean, the only music I liked was video game music. You know? Yeah. Because it was so catchy and yeah. the mel—I I like melodies. I like really strong melodies. So you don't listen to like popular music. No, this I did, is I, in high school, I started getting really into jazz and stuff, and then I started getting into right. jazz fusion, and then I started getting into, like, in college, I got into sort of more folky kind of stuff and song singer songwriters. Did you ever no, like rap, hip hop? N- no, but you know, as someone who was—I mean, someone in our, like our age group is. I think whether you like rap or not, it, for me at least, growing up in Los Angeles, it just was part of my psyche. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. rap and R and B, whether you liked it or not, it's that that actually is kind of part of my identity. Also, just uh, because it was just it's it was such a strong part of you know of the what was going on. You know, yeah. yeah. So like, I make a lot of references to rap sure, and R and B, but I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't I'm not necessarily a fan. Everybody of R&B. does without even. Yeah being aware of it at yeah. this point in time yeah um, but, but but with video game music it's, it's okay push comes to shove is it your favorite kind of I've never yes. met anyone like you yes I mean I well I mean I, I just I like good compositions and I like good strong melodies and some of the best some of the best music I've ever heard is video game music, do you know what's sure. uh, do you know it's a deep cut I like is uh, Mike T- uh, Mike Tyson's punch out also known as punch out for NES yeah the when he's jogging yeah and you get a, the password that new yeah, yeah, no, that's a, yeah, that's pretty, who made pretty, that. This guy Kenji Yamamoto, oh, and he was one of the composers on it. Yeah. He also did the music to Super Metroid for the Super oh, Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. And um, you, you know, your passion for it. When I'm around people like this, I, I get into it myself. Yeah, well, that's what the that's what the podcast is about. Is basically, I like to share video game. I like. I mean, I really think video game music is so overlooked. You know, it's the the compositions are really, they're so amazing. And they're so effective too, and they're compact too. They're just they, these, especially the Japanese composers. They just pack this really tight piece of music into thirty or forty-five seconds. Sixteen-bit shooters. It's almost like punk, actually, in a way, because it's and like your and your your podcast makes mixtapes of these uh, we, songs. I do some. I do every these dance mixes every now and then. Yeah, I'll have, I just where there's no talking. I just it's just all just a continuous you know mix of music right and dance your tracks if we want to dance you know right video game music is like the only music i would dance to also that makes me want to dance except for maybe 80s music too 80s now music, well, but, how but, yeah okay sorry i was gonna ask you how do you feel about like ps2 and ps3 well it's not video Xbox. game music anymore it's like not do you play that stuff no i i don't i mean i just it doesn't have the same aesthetic as so the you older play stuff. you play the old games. i play and collect old games can, so, can yeah. i can i ask you a couple of, of video game music questions here uh, well, yeah yeah like uh do you think that there is a difference in a, video, a genre of game like the music how does the music shift you know like no, rpg it doesn't, shooter I, because we do different we do different topics every every episode of our podcast mm-hmm. you know we do yeah, you know, shoot 'em up games, whatever, side scrollers, yeah. m- mahjong games, right. we get sports games or whatever. 
and you just never know what is I you never know what you're gonna get with the genre you know mm. but I will say the sports games seem to have the best music huh. sports games shoot 'em up games like flying flying shoot 'em up games you know RPGs um, can have really good soundtracks. RPGs have really good orchestral kind of stuff yeah. and um, but I've, we've We've delved into some really interesting topics like board games. There's these board game video right. games. How many have, video games are there to even discuss? There's a lot of video games. If they've, if they've moved a, on. Essentially, and uh, I, I know this. It's essentially infinite in a way. How? <laughs> you just never run out. It's crazy. But, because but the there were, is, there's, there's so many. Everybody plays Xbox and PS3 now, and they've stopped making these games. Yeah, Am no, I they wrong? Stopped, no, no, you're right. There is, there is a an limit. end. There is a limit. But... There's so much out there because it just, there, there was British games, there were Japanese games, there were North American games, there were four, to, there were six or seven. Would like, you say systems. there's ten thousand titles? No, there's less, but okay. it just feels <laughs> infinite. And I mean, I've listened to a lot of video game music, and I'm not done. There's just there's still stuff out there. So there's about something like maybe I I'm not entirely sure, but I want a thousand to fifteen hundred Nintendo games. In the, in the okay, world, that's a lot. And then there's something like probably somewhere around, uh, you know, I can't remember now actually how many Super Nintendo games there are, but let's just say there's a, let's just say at most there's a couple thousand for each right. okay. console, okay. right? That's over, that's overestimating. You right. Know, but that, um, as much as I've listened to it, I just, I always find new stuff. I can't what, stop like finding new stuff. Like you unlock a chamber in the game, like in, oh, going no, through the gameplay, oh, no, no, and then, like, whoa, this is a new <laughs> tune. <laughs> well, that, I, no, not, not as like, like that, but it's usually when I take a topic that's a weird topic or even or just delve further into a topic. When, I, when we first did our first racing games episode, I kind of played a lot of stuff I knew, Super Mario Kart, you know, Rad Racer, F-Zero. whatever, F-Zero, you know, and... And then, but then when we did another another take at at uh, racing games, I started trying to listen to stuff I'd never heard before, and I found all this stuff. And then I we did a third. I think we did a third racing games, and then I went even deeper, and it just goes <laughs> deeper and deeper. You find these obscure games. Well, you there's, know, you, there's a lot of Japanese stuff too. That just the Japanese stuff is just endless. Do you rip them? Do you rip the the, the oh, tracks? Well, no. There's there people have already ripped the file, like the sound okay. files, and have them uploaded online. And so you got to get in touch with those people. They make great guests. Well, so that's the thing. Yeah, no. There there are guys on the internet that have heard everything. That they've heard everything. But and I listen to a lot of stuff. I mean I sometimes I listen to ten hours of video game music a week. Like new if stuff, you're on the plane stuff. or something, is that what's yeah. oh I'm on the plane listening to tracks preparing for the show. You know, because I'm trying to no, always but, find new okay, stuff. Okay, that's huh. that's that's a like that's a little hobby of yours, but I'm talking like plane ride, no, no podcast to, to, to work on. Would you just or a jog in the morning or a walk in the, do you jog? In the afternoon? I don't jog, do but you, I mean yeah. Do you listen to it like people would listen to bands yes like definitely like an yes. hour solid Def- oh definitely well i i definitely listen to it th- well even when i listen to bands and albums i like to the best time for me to listen to albums is when i'm in a car on a road trip or something by myself if i'm driving by myself for an hour or two or something and i can just play the cd and hear it or the album in its entirety and hear it f- start to finish you know it's like I, I like to hear the arc of an album and i like to hear you know, I turn up really loud and I try to hear the lyrics and I try to hear it really fully, you know, not just hear it passively. And I do that with video game music all the time. So that, know? like people say, when you wear headphones, it turns the whole world into like, it's a soundtrack. Oh. It, it makes your whole world into a video game pretty much. Sometimes right? when I'm driving, when I'm listening right. to video game music, it feels that's like I'm, pl- f- I'm dry- playing a video game. Right. That's, 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 that's what I, I was thinking I like when you that. said that you How drive. How do you feel about and, yeah. the bands that are um, 
you know, there's bands now that are playing video game music live. Is that sacrilege? Yeah, like how do you view that? I used to be into it in the early 2000s. I I was into I was really into cover bands. You know, like the, there's this band called The Advantage. Have you heard of them? Yeah. The one of the guy. Have you heard of that band Hella? You probably heard of Hella. Yeah, yeah. Hella. Yeah. So, what the the guitarist from Hella Hella Spencer Syme, his name is, he was the drummer for. The advantage. advantage. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that because I like that band a lot. Yeah, no, well, it's it's very similar kind of music because you know Hell is kind of mathy metalish mm-hmm. kind of. I post, can see the post, connection post between metal yeah. math rock kind mm-hmm. of a thing, and video game music, especially when you play it with guitars and you know in a in a rock ensemble, is very kind of like math rock kind of stuff. You know. Oh, I got you right. And so I think that's that that's a it's an easy crossover. I think. And but anyway, the stuff. Um, but to go back to what you're saying about you know new video game consoles, the, nowadays they just use licensed music and it's just real music. And yeah, then, we're on a few of them. Because the sound oh, yeah, quality, okay, yeah. the sound quality which, which on video game, games which is games? so high. Uh, we were on NHL 11. Oh, really? Yeah. And Need for Speed a couple right, of years right. back, and there was a football game that we were on that not Madden, um, but it was a kind of a fantasy football game. Yeah. I can't remember right off the top, but it was so, for the PSP. Right. So it's like, it's like, it's not video game music anymore. It's just, it's other, it's other genre of music, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, or it's just, it's re- real music. I mean, video game music is real music too, but I mean, you know, it's, it's not, it's licensed music yeah. or it's like movie scores now. I mean, the original music is now, right. it's, it's basically just, you know, me- movie scores. Right. Well, whereas in the 8-bit and 16-bit era, they were working with um, limitations and uh, to the, like with the hardware, so working around because of that, it. yeah, they had mm-hmm. to. They there was a new, different kind of approach to I the like music. I like that too. The melody was. The, it's like you were the, saying. Yeah. It's so important. There was there was a different compositional approach, which really made the music sound like its own genre of video game music, and not like any other genre. Right. Of music. Mega Man so, and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you know, Capcom. It, sometimes they emulate other genres like rock, and they emulate classical. And but they can't they, get out of it. No matter. Well, how rock hard and roll they racing. There's something about there's something that's right. very, about that era that is very. It, it sounds like video game music though. Remember yeah. rock and roll racing where they licensed. They did uh, license stuff yeah. on that one. But yeah. But what they did with that was it was still that era of um, working within limitations. So you were getting like Highway Star by Deep Purple. You were getting uh, what, probably Bad to the Bone with with, and with like with the, keyboards with eight, yeah. with, eight, with eight with eight channels only mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. eight voices. So it was yeah. like it sounded cool. You know, it was like I mean, it, I, yeah, it followed the vocal melody. Do you consider that a little outside of the genre? I we don't we on our broadcast we don't play any adapted music. You know, where, where they you know they where they took you know. Like uh, you know, Goonies two had or and Goonies one had an, ad- an adaptation of, song or of the Goonies song yeah. of the Goonies theme song. We don't play that because just to try to stay true the the, right. video, the aesthetic of video game music and be pure and, the, and yeah, and like the con- because you know the thing is is to me it's less about the 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 technical aesthetic you know the the beeps the the sound waves and the you know the the PSG sound or the synth sounds. It's more about the composition to me. That's what makes it sound like video game music to me. So sometimes I'll hear music that is not video game music, but it's composed in a way that sounds like video game music to me. And, I, that and you like it. Yeah, Do and you I have like an example? So mm, oh, well, you know the solo from Eastbound and Down? You know the song Eastbound and Down from, you know the song that was in Smoking the Bandit, you know? Yeah. Um, Do they use that? You, Jerry the, Reed. Is that the, the theme song from Eastbound and Down? The TV show? Yeah. No, no. I don't. Have nothing to, no, no. Okay, not, not the TV show. There's the movie Smoking the Bandit has right. a song Eastbound and Down, which okay. is by Jerry Reed. You know? Okay. And it's a country song. Yeah. And um, the solo in it, to me, straight up sounds How like... How did you find that? The music to that? Yeah. 
I just heard the song you know? on the radio, and you're yeah. like, "Holy! I got to well, find I just, you." Well, sound hounded it. When I when, no, actually, what happened was my friend brought this Best of Jerry Reed album, and he was playing in the car, and I just when they and that I like that song, and right. anyway, you know, and um, when they came to the guitar solo, I just thought this straight up sounds like Konami music. Yeah. It's straight Is that up what it's called? Konami music? It's well, a, that's, that's, a, a, that's a company. That's yeah. a video game. Oh, sorry. Company. Okay, Contra, see, I don't know anything. Oh, well, Konami, Konami had a very they had a certain sound to them, huh. you know, like the, their games in, during the 8-bit era, you know, and it to me it sounds like music you would hear from a Konami game, you know, and I just thought, man, that straight up sounds like a video. Or um, there's uh, there's there's other bands. I mean, it's hard to say, like, stuff that's newer. I like finding stuff that existed before th- this music, video game music, because to me that's more interesting. But Or like Shaka Khan, there's a song. Oh, you like finding stuff that predates video game composition. Sort of, because that, because that kind of like is more about the idea that it's not about the, the technical aesthetic, but more about the compositional approach, you know? That's what makes it, defines it as video game right. to me, you know? Guys, I hate to break in, but it's like 10 05 now. Oh I could go on forever about Oh, this. I can go, I love talking about video game music. That's <laughs> my, my favorite, I love video game music, it's the best, you know? I wish I could you know play stuff for you right now even how do we end this because i really oh, yeah. want to keep talking about uh video game music with you so i can get into it yeah i'm feeding off your 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 yes and uh, skype I, I you know I really it, like it i mean do you like different no kinds I, of music I it mean, was you, hard for me to get through like the like the video games but i enjoy no but i mean okay how like, much you're into it have you i mean that's what this my podcast is about is i like talking about video music i like sharing it with people and i like have trying to make people realize that it's more than just beep noises and stuff uh-huh. and that there's really a lot of ingenuity put into the compositions. So that's what the podcast is about. And it's pretty, I, I'll say it's like a very boring podcast for <laughs> most people, but if you're interested, it can be interesting to hear these different. Do you have people who po- will email you or, tracks. you know, let you know, like, like, are there some, there's a, there's a fan base. Would you say? Yeah, we have a yeah we have a listener base yeah, definitely, but it's definitely a very niche thing. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's uh, it's really just an indulgent thing because I just I, I like to share it with people and I, I that's what I want to do. You know, mm-hmm. I like to just say, well, I like that bass line there. I like that 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 melody. There. What is and the it's best nice. video game song from the? What's the best video game clip or whatever snippet from the video game? I mean, you're talking about the best track? Yeah, it's like, what's the Born to Run, Stairway to the Heaven, video game. Smells Like Teen Spirit, Enter Sandman thing? Well, I mean, you're, you're, what, are you asking my personal favorite? Yeah. Or are you asking people's favorite? No, you know? your personal like, favorite. Because, like, the, 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 you know, the, cause, you know the, all those things okay. you listen to are, like, kind of everybody, like, agrees general this is the greatest. But, yeah, and then there's stuff that I personally think is the best. Okay, so general consensus is the be- greatest I mean, it snippet. depends on the genre. It's, I can't really answer that. Wow. I mean, there's, like... There's a there's a tr- there's an orchestral kind of track that I think is one of the best orchestral tracks. I can't I can't answer. Wow. Here's what I like. I I'll tell you. I mean, I like Treasure Hunter G is Treasure. There's there's a there's a piece called Emperor of Balladry from Treasure Hunter G. G. It's uh, composed by this guy named Hitoshi Sakamoto. who's one of my favorite composers. Um, that piece is really amazing. There's this soundtrack to this game called Alien Soldier. Um, called Oblivious Pass, but then there's another one called uh, it's like this Runner uh, twenty twenty AD track or whatever. Anyway, that composer is Kazuo Hanzawa. There's a track from Gunstar Heroes called Dice Dance Days. That track is one of my favorite tracks. That track is so good. Dice Dance Days from from Gunstar Heroes. Gunstar Heroes is is one of the best soundtracks to a video game from the sixteen bit era. But talking about eight bit era, I mean, it just where do you? St- there's so much. I mean, I don't even know where to start. Even I mean. Um, 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 has really good music. Um, G.I. Joe, The Atlantis Factor has really good music. There's, um, you know, so many Konami games. I don't know why I'm not mentioning Konami. Konami has the best music. Um, I mean, I don't know why I'm not thinking of any, but... I mean, my, one of my all-time favorites is Metroid, the, f- the first area of Metroid, actually. Hirokazu Tanaka is this Brinstar. That's just, to me, is quintessentially video game music. It doesn't sound like any genre of music. It's just video game music. Um, Kid Icarus has good music. Um, you know, Crisis Force is this Japanese-only game for this Konami game. And there's so much, I don't know, I could go on and on. I mean, there's a game called Gimmick that came out for the Famicom. That's the Japanese version of Nintendo. Um, amazing music to gimmick. Um, there's, uh, you know, I, mean, I don't even know. You know, Outrun has really good music for the G- Genesis Sega Space Master System. Harrier. Space Harrier. Oh, oh, Fantasy Zone. That's another. Yeah, that one. one's not one of my favorites, but yeah, that's you know, that's that's in there. Fantasy Star Four. Oh, it's like Fantasy thief. Star. I mean, that's that's okay. It's not one of my favorites either. But Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Two has some of the best music ever for Super Nintendo. Yeah, like if you like orchestral kind of stuff, you know. Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I'm not as big as in a Chrono Trigger as other people, but yeah. I mean, I just uh, I'm trying to think of the other my other top picks. I mean, I mean, oh, I mean, I don't know. I can think of all these obscure things, but I don't know. There's I can go forever <laughs> listing like Alcahest. There's this game called Alcahest that I found in Japan. I was just going through games and I saw this game and it was really cheap and it was made by SquareSoft and SquareSoft usually puts out good music for their games. So I just thought I'd get it and it was a total find because it was. The music was so good to that game. It was by Jun Ishikawa, who did all the music to the Kirby games, you know, Kirby's Dreamland yeah. and stuff like that. And but this game is called Alcahest, and the music is totally good to that game, like the first area in that. And I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. None of this is going to sound that enticing without hearing the tracks. But, <laughs> but you might hear a track. That's the whole thing. If you're going to play a track at the end of okay. this, Gunstar Heroes, Dice Dance Days, yeah. But there's so many video game tracks. I'm trying to think of the the great. I mean, Mega Man, the Mega Man games have amazing music. Mega Man Three. Shadow Man and Magnet Man, that music is so good. The composer on that is Takashi Tateshi. Uh, but most of the Mega Man composers are all women, actually. That's the other interesting thing about video game music. S- all fem- mo- a lot of female composers, like half the composers that are great are all female composers, which you don't hear in film music. I mean, you don't, there's no famous f- female film composers, I mean, except for Wendy Carlos, who was born a man, right? Yeah. Um, did the music to, uh, you know, uh, yeah, Clockwork Clock Orange, Orange and... Um, uh, and so, the, but there's all these female composers. I mean, just amazing. Soyo Oka, uh, great female composer. Junko to me is one of my favorites. Actually, she did, you know, um, uh, Street Street Fighter 2010. Um, she did Gunsmoke, and she did uh, Little Nemo, the Dream Master. Those are really good Nintendo soundtracks. Um, Bionic Commando. We gotta go. We gotta go. Actually, yeah. Oh but, shoot! <laughs> all right. Well, this all is right. how we end it. Yeah. This is how I mean, we end it. 